And we're live. Welcome to episode 16 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And we got a great show lined up here for you. You know, we got six guys from the Smash Accept crew. And what we're going to do today is we're going to break down a super flex mock that we did together. Uh, we wanted to bring it out to you guys, show you where things are at right now, show you what that 2021 draft is, is likely going to look like if we were drafting today. Um, and we're just super excited to do this. So let's jump right into it here. I want to introduce you to the guys that we have. Uh, I'm going to first introduce you to my co-host. You guys all know. John, how you doing tonight? What's up, y'all? John here. Been looking forward to getting together with the whole Smash Except crew. Got all the boys. It's going to be fun going through this draft tonight. Uh, might I might rip on them a couple times, but the, the actually, Mike, I mean, this is a, a rock solid draft, and it was it was a it was really interesting to see how things played out. I can't wait to go through it. Not a lot of trades were going to go off, but this draft, you know, it made me think of we got the cowbell, man. Yes, sir. I had that to get one going. Cowbell going every episode, right. uh, but we're excited to really go over some of these draft picks and let you guys know what things look like. Uh, the next person, first time to the show, you know, joined our crew a couple months back. My man, Dave Kluge. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you on Twitter, anything you got going on? And I'm spreading myself thin right now. You can find me all over the place. I'm working on the Fantasy Pros News Correspondence Desk, where we're bringing you uh, up-to-date news on you know trades, injuries, transactions, whatever it may be. You can also find me on the Pregame HQ, where I'm writing full articles for them. And you can also find me at JoinOurCircle underscore, where uh, I'm working with the Fantasy Football Intervention Crew as well. And we're bringing a lot of stuff there, live streams, articles, all that good stuff. Love it. And special shout out to Dave's wife. It's her birthday tonight. She's letting him jump on the podcast here, you know, a little double dipping. So thank you very much to her. You can play yes, that for her. Thank, that thank you. Thank you, Emily. You know what I mean? Happy birthday. Not even going to ask her age because you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> next, no no stranger to the show here. Jesse, how you doing tonight? Yo, it's good, bro. How's it going, man? Thank you for having me on again, as always, man. I love chopping it up with the Smash Accept crew, and this is a pleasure, as always, man. And uh, this draft should be a blast. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Another yeah, guy, and- no stranger to the show. Among, what do you got going on right now? I know you're a super busy guy. Articles flying everywhere. What's cooking now? Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's good to see a couple new faces on the show. Excited to talk about our mock draft in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm always writing about Dynasty over at Fantrax.com. Uh, I got a weekly buys and sells article. We'll be talking about Jameis Winston a little bit, Cole Beasley, a couple other guys. Uh, and you can always find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. I'm pretty sure Jameis Winston's game is going to come up a couple times tonight when we talk about Kamara and Thomas and things. So, yeah, excited to, for you to t- chime in there with your research. You guys, you know, you guys are my brothers. This is actually my real-life brother making his uh, debut on the podcast tonight. Mark, how's it going? It's going good, guys. It's uh, it's nice to actually see some faces. I mean, I've been in the Smash Up group for a little while, just haven't really seen the faces, but excited to talk some fantasy football. All right. Well, we jumped in and we kind of, uh, we had a little, I, I might've cheated a little bit, but no, we used, uh, we do draftwizard.com to kind of give ourselves a draft order here. And what we're going to do is we just went snake style. We're going to go back and forth. I landed the 101. When you guys are dealing super flex, there's no other choice right now. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is almost a cheat code at this point, you know, in, in the 
August, your DLF draft, you know, we were looking at things. Patrick Mahomes and McCaffrey were kind of a bit of a debate, right? And Lamar Jackson was even in on there and Saquon was in on there. Right now, if you guys have a super flex draft, Patrick Mahomes is the only choice for me. You know, you get a guy who literally, I mean, fastest guy ever to 100 touchdowns. Right now he has 25 touchdowns, one interception. He is lighting the world on fire. And it almost presents you into a situation where if you dra- – there's no point in not taking Mahomes one. You know, you could trade back for a King's Ransom. But I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and building around my team. I mean, we're looking at a guy who's going to be elite for the next, you know, five to ten years. And the way he's playing – it's just exciting. I mean, you can't watch Patrick Mahomes and not just get get giddy. You know, the things that he does is phenomenal. The weapons he has with Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Travis Kelsey, who John and I absolutely love. You know, I mean, that that team is electric. That team puts up points. And when you look at some dynasty trades, I mean, we are smashing except We talk about trades all the time. The the kind of ransom you can get for Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. I mean, I talk about it on a rebuild show. When I had Patrick Mahomes, I flipped him for essentially the equivalent of five firsts. I mean, you're getting a major overpay there and you're not getting that same overpay anymore for the other guys at the top. You know, Christian McCaffrey's had some injuries this year, so you're not getting that overpay for him. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that is, that is the cheat code right now when you're talking super flex in our particular draft, it's 12 teams, super flex. It is, uh, 0.25 per carry, full PPR and tight end premium. But Patrick Mahomes, any anybody out there not thinking Patrick Mahomes is the 101? Didn't think so. You know, that's that's the crickets. Normally this group is super excited to talk about things. And it's really just a, a one-man race there at that top. But we're going to move on to Mark here. He had the 102. And this is where it gets a little bit more, more interesting. But we're going to slide it over to Mark here and talk about what you did with the 102 spot. Absolutely. It definitely gets a little bit more uh, dice. I mean, Mahomes is guaranteed, you know, the 101. I actually just put out a Twitter poll today. Uh, who would you take 102, Kyler Murray or CMC? And 65% actually said Kyler Murray. But I took I took CMC. I just think that there's, there's such a difference at the running back position. I know Kamara is having like a really – a really good year, but there's such a difference when CMC is on the field. I mean, you saw the numbers he put up last year, and I think you said this stat uh, on the last pod, but before this week, so weeks one through nine, he was RB26, and he only played three games. He just, He's such an advantage. He, he helps me with my win-now mode team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I feel like, and and – some of these guys here is Mahomes. The difference between Mahomes and McCaffrey is you have no questions about Mahomes for longevity. You know, the running back position, you're looking at that two to three year window. And that's, that's the biggest difference maker there. I mean, when you look at, if you're trying to win a championship right away, there's no better player than Christian McCaffrey. I just traded for Christian McCaffrey in a contender this morning and woke up. There's no better feeling than waking up after you made a dynasty trade and, and seeing that, you know, you sent it out the night before and I gave up, I gave up two firsts, Robbie Anderson, in three seconds, and I, I couldn't believe he took it. I was just pumped, you know, because now I got Christian McCaffrey on that team. And you can still – John and I have been talking about this a lot lately. You can buy him now because people see the injury in there, and they're they're really trying to win now. And, he, you know, he, he didn't play last week. He looks unlikely to play this week. And that – you know, once we start playing into this time of year – a lot of guys look at it more like redraft than they do dynasty and they get short-sighted and don't realize that Christian McCaffrey, I mean, the, the guy puts up 35 points a game. 
You know, we saw what he did two weeks ago, putting up almost 40 points. He is a fantasy difference maker. He's that guy that's going to take you guys to the championship. Anybody have anything they want to comment on McCaffrey pick or that those top two almost kind of separate themselves? Yeah, I think they do, Mike. I, I, I think it's almost like Mahomes, tear break, CMC, tear break. That. Those guys are kind of in a league of their own. Uh, I mean, McCaffrey, third player in NFL history, to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving in the same season, oh, and 19 touchdowns. I mean, it, yeah. he, he's, he's unreal. By the way, can anybody name the other Say two? Say again. A little pop quiz. Probably not. One's Charlie who, Gardner. Who are the other two that have? Charlie Gardner. Close. No, no. No. He missed it by, like, what, 30 yards? Yeah, it's close. But they need Tomlinson? So, oh, man. No. no. Maybe we'll come come back to it. I can, I yeah, can throw it out there. We have to throw that one out there to our listeners. You know what I mean? We uh, the, the interesting part and the exciting thing about this is we said this is going to be the core of our listener league. So if you guys are tuning in and watching on Periscope or YouTube right now, thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are loyal listeners, we're going to put out some contests there for you guys to join us into a listener league here. And maybe that's one of the things, if somebody can answer that, you know, we get in there and, and get it going. Um, I think you're right. You know, it's that it's Mahomes, tear break, McCaffrey, tear break. But this next guy is so close right now. I mean, the season he's having is phenomenal. Mung, why don't you tell us about the 103 here? Yeah, I've got no arguments. Uh, I have Mahomes and McCaffrey as one and two and pretty clearly as well. But uh, I don't even know what I need to say right now about Kyler Murray. I think his body of work this season kind of speaks for itself. He's probably uh, one of the top MVP candidates right now. And even though he hasn't really lit it up yet in the passing game, uh, you know, he hasn't taken that next step per se. The rushing production, the, the hashtag Konami code, we all know is so, so good for fantasy purposes. And part of the reason why I'm not as concerned about a drop-off for him, uh, like we've seen from Lamar Jackson this year, is the fact that Arizona still does throw the ball a ton, even if the efficiency is not always there. Uh, so regardless, even if the touchdowns regress a little bit next year, we're still guaranteed both a passing and rushing floor from yeah, Kyle What he's Murray. doing on the ground this year is, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, 604 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, 10 rushing touchdowns at this point is just ridiculous. And he's not taking the hits. I mean, he is really crafty when he gets when he gets the ball in his hands. When he's in open field, I mean, he's making jukes that almost look like you can only do in Madden, right? I mean, he's making guys miss in the, towards the red zone. He is doing it all. I mean, you look at it. He has two thousand three hundred seventy-five passing yards, seventeen touchdowns. Add in the other, you know, ten touchdowns there, and he's the QB one right now. So, I mean, with his age baked in there, it's no debate. And the one thing I'm getting on Twitter a lot right now is, hey, dad, you guys don't have to call me dad, but they're like, hey, dad, you know, should I trade Kyler Murray for this? You know, and I'm like, right now, I would not trade Kyler Murray for anyone unless you're getting Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, or possibly, you know, that that's it. I mean, there are not many other guys, maybe Deshaun Watson. If you guys can move back to those guys and get a first, Last year on the Dynasty Refinery, I was screaming from the rooftop, trade Lamar Jackson for Kyler Murray in a first. But I don't get that same feeling this year with Kyler, Mur Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm real hesitant to move back. And I'm getting people ask me questions like, hey, Mike, should I trade Matthew Stafford and the 102 for Kyler Murray? Or give up Kyler Murray for that? And I'm like, no. 
You know, like that's how good I think Kyler Murray is. You know, he is just a difference maker. I mean, he is only going to get better right now. He's 23 years old. He's elite. I mean, there is no doubt about having Kyler Murray is almost like a cheat code in your offense right now. And I thought what Monk said was fantastic. I don't feel like that same regression that we saw with Lamar Jackson is going to happen to Kyler Murray. Any of you guys have any comments you want to add on to Kyler Murray? I mean, he is the clear cut 103 for me as well. It's not even in, in any kind of debate, but there's so much to talk about. I mean, he is phenomenal. He's exciting to watch. And the one thing you got to look at is people love Kyler Murray. You got to have that likability sometimes when you're in the top of the trade market. You know, some of these guys, everybody wants DK Metcalf. Everybody wants Kyler Murray. You know, those are the guys right now you can sell for a ton. But if you do it, you don't have to feel compelled to do it because they're that young and that value is going to hold. Next up, we have Dave. And, you know, again, this guy is right up there, too. Dave, why don't you tell us about your pick here with Alvin Kamara? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was stoked when we pulled the draft order and I saw that I was picking four because I knew at four I was getting either Kyler Murray or Alvin Kamara, and I'd be equally as happy with either of those guys. Um, I don't think I'm really reinventing the wheel or anything by snagging Kamara at four, uh, but we all know he's just 25 years old. He's got a freshly inked deal that's going to keep him with the Saints through 2025. Uh, I don't think you can really get too cute early on in drafts. Uh, Kamara was ranked as my RB2 behind McCaffrey, as I'm sure a lot of you had him ranked as well. Um, you know, I, I, I absolutely wanted Kyler a little bit more than I wanted Kamara, but I, I'm happy with him. I mean, he's putting up wide receiver one numbers right now as a running back. So, I mean, what you get with him, the dual threat of being able to catch and run the ball, I think he's just a smash at number four. I like that you had incorporated in that smash. He's that guy where, you know, last year, if you took – Christian McCaffrey, a thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving, you know, hundred yard, hundred catches. I mean, he was a. You take away his running back stats, he was still a wide receiver one. Alvin Kamara is going to do that again this year, where you get two players baked into one. It's like starting two guys at one spot. And the the people who chose to take a risk on Alvin Kamara this year are reaping the benefits. You know, I mean, he had that negative touchdown regression, and we all knew it was going to happen. And right now you guys are reaping the rewards if you got him because Alvin Kamara is the clear cut guy there. You know, last year that top four looked a little bit different, right? I mean, the top four you were looking at and you were fine being in that area. You know, you had Lamar Jackson, you had Patrick Mahomes, you had Saquon Barkley and you had McCaffrey and you were comfortable in that zone this year. You know, it's four, it's two quarterbacks, two running backs, and you feel comfortable drafting in that zone. I find that, you know, this year, it feels a little bit trickier after that, just like it did last year. You know, last year, a DLF, the 105 was, it was between, Kyler moved himself way up there, but it was Michael Thomas in a lot of drafts. Some drafts, it was Zeke. Those guys have fallen off considerably. Right now, I mean, the 105 gets a little bit trickier here, but John, do you agree that that's, that's your clear cut four? You know what I mean? We had tier one, Mahomes, tier two, yeah. McCaffrey, and then those other two guys are right there with Kamara and, and Kyler, and then it drops off again. I, I for sure do. And it and for me sitting at the sixth spot, it was painful just watching those guys go off the board. And I think right now if you pulled Twitter and, and we're in most drafts, that's gonna be your consensus right there, those top four. Absolutely. So if, Jeffy, yeah. we made yeah. it tough on you. We made it in the five spot. You know, if you were drafting last year it would have been tough in that five spot. This year it was tough. Um you you ended up going Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, two big injuries here back to back. Tell me what you think about Saquon right now, why you took him at five. 
Now, I don't think five is that difficult. I think Saquon is clearly in that category. Um, He's going into his 24-year-old season. Yes, he has the ACL, um, but I'm pretty sure Peterson had ACL early in his career too. So, you know, these guys are special athletes, man, and, you know, just big specimens. He has those big thighs, man. I'm, I think he can come back from that pretty well. He had it early enough in the season. He's going into his 24-year-old uh, season, and he has 350 less touches than CMC going into his 24-year-old season. So we were talking about startup strategies, and what I kind of think about a little bit is, um, I think Dave said it, don't get too cute, but also um, I like not drafting guys. Well, I mean, all of these guys are smash. Let's, you know, but I like to draft a guy maybe who didn't hit his career year yet. And we didn't see Saquon's career year yet. He hasn't gotten that, um, you know, 100 crutch season or, you know, 1,000, 1,000. Um, so I think we're going to get his best seasons coming forward, which is what you kind of want because it's a startup. You don't get last year's totals for him. You don't even get this year's totals for him. So, you know, essentially you're starting at 2021. So I really like that about him. Um, and you look at Wade Gallman now. He's, he's doing great. So, I mean, I think Joe Judge got a really good system there in place. And I'm just really – I'm okay with Barkley at the 105. Um, I think 106 is tough, though. I, I, I think John was in a tough spot uh, personally. Maybe maybe you guys disagree, though. Um, no, I think – Oh, Saquon, I disagree. What we saw from 2018, <laughs> Saquon, was ridiculous, right? I mean, with, with his age, you know, coming in there right off the bat and, and dominating, and we all got super excited. Yeah. And he was right up there neck and neck with Christian McCaffrey. Now, you know, there is that by-low window. We've talked about it on the trade shows back to back. I mean, right now, people that are contenders, they're willing to trade Saquon Barkley at a discount. I've seen Saquon for Austin Eckler in a second because Eckler's coming back. I'm like, those are such a mistake where like you're that's going to burn you bad. If you don't win that Mm -hmm. championship, you are going to regret that big time, you know, and I have. Yeah. I have bought seven shares on my 15 teams of Saquon Barkley because people are like, well, he's not playing this year. I got to move on to something else. And almost every single one of them, I'm giving up guys like I'm giving up maybe Joe Mixon. One of them, I gave up Todd Gurley in a first. You know, these are the kind of moves where it's like, if you're not in contention and you can get Saquon Barkley, go do it. You know, those teams, look at those teams that have Saquon Barkley in your league. They might be needing a running back where you can get, you can give up James Robinson in a little piece and get Saquon Barkley because that's the kind of player you're going to get is a league winner. And people are starting to doubt that. I mean, the injuries have piled up, but at the same time, the the ceiling on Saquon Barkley is right up there with Christian McCaffrey. John, you had a you had your boy. You had to have been happy here. We, we had our last yeah. show. If you guys haven't heard it, it was the uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, let him cook baby show. You took Dalvin Cook at six. Had to be thrilled, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely was fitting after I kind of debated this in the pod. Go check it out if you haven't. It was our previous Smash Except pod. Mike and I were debating a lot of this. And I, I was kind of arguing to certainly consider Dalvin all the way up to the running back two position. I, I get it. Um, when we just went through those top four picks, I have now moved him ahead of Saquon by a bit. And he, he's really showing it. He's showing what he's capable of. You know, first, he's, I think he's the, the best, most pure running runner in the game. And like we talked about, he he's just incredible to watch this year. He's winning people games and in, in leagues. He signed a five-year, $63 million extension. He's really only missed one game this year. I know the knock on him has been his health, but you look at all the running backs and it seems like that's the case. He's throwing up 20 
seven PPR points a game. You threw in the points per carry. He's got the heaviest workload in the NFL right now. And like I said, even with Kamara now, I, I kind of get concerned about Breeze and maybe Peyton leaving town and changing the system up there. So what I'm feeling good is the, the workload, the breakaway capabilities, the red zone work. And right now, I mean, he, he's basically tied with Kamara right now for most fantasy points per game and total fantasy points at the running back position. So if he can stay healthy, this is a smash move right here at 106. Yeah, and teams that people that got him at that discount because there was that contract, you know, yeah, exactly. discussion there. I mean, they're again reaping the rewards. Um, last week, what we debated was who is that RB2, you know, and Twitter had it as Dalvin Cook. I personally had it as Kamara. The rest of you guys, let's go around here. Dave, is it you obviously had Kamara over Cook? Jesse, Kamara, Cook. Yeah, Kamara for me, for sure. Monk? Yeah. Uh, it's Barkley for me. Okay. All right. There we go. I like that. Mark. Kamara for me. All right. So I just wanted to get that out there. Cause that's been, that's been hot on Twitter. You know what I mean? Last week, that was a big premises of our show is what you guys doing with those particular players. John, you luck out here. You get the back to back. You get what a lot yeah. of people in a 12 team Superflex would have considered last year as the one Oh two take Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and, and, and this is where I do think that, you know, maybe you guys would debate this a little bit with me. And I was pretty torn on it, to tell you the truth. But to your point, I mean, Lamar Jackson was the clear fantasy MVP last year. It really wasn't that close. And we were actually talking about, hey, we finally found someone that can maybe compete with Mahomes. And heading into the season, he was consensus top four in, in like every Superflex draft, right? You were trying to, to get into that, that top four to get him. I looked and DLF still has him ranked as number two overall player in, in their Superflex rankings, right? So I think we all have to be honest, right? The Baltimore offense has slowed down a lot recently. Defenses are king on Lamar, and they obviously studied these guys during the offseason. And so you know, the NFL will continue to change and evolve. Baltimore is going to adjust. He still has an incredible ceiling. And he has all the talent in the world. We know what he can do on the ground. He he pads the stats every week. He's giving you minimum 50 yards on the ground. But some games, 80, 100. And then he, his passing stats were were crazy last year. So I think he gets back there. And I think that this is still a pretty solid pick for overall dynasty. Yeah, the, the crazy thing with Lamar Jackson right now is, I mean, if you guys were looking at it, he's a QB9 right now. You know, I mean, people are acting like his season is – QB 18 or I mean he's the QB nine and you're looking at the season that Kyler Murray's having Russell Wilson Josh Allen I mean those guys Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Justin Herbert Watson I mean that's a good crew to be in you know the way he's put up numbers isn't the same as it was last year but it is still a top 10 quarterback the thing with Lamar Jackson is he's just not getting into the end zone as much you know he still has that 524 rushing yards you know, which is right on pace there with Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray has yeah. 10 touchdowns. Now Lamar has, right now he has three touchdowns. And obviously the interceptions have been up. You know, last year was unbelievable. I mean, if you thought he could keep up yeah. that same pace, I mean, that was just crazy to think that he would keep up what he did and as efficient as he was. I mean, his stats were were up there with some of the best of all time. Yeah, and I mean, Baltimore is still winning games, too. They're 6-3 and three in second place in the division, so they haven't really necessarily needed him yeah. to, um, you know, take over a game a lot of times. 
Yeah, and there's only ever been four quarterbacks that have had that 500-point threshold in fantasy. You know, it was Patrick Mahomes, it was Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and then, you know, Lamar. And they've never repeated it ever again. You know, Mahomes, I think, is going to. But it's it's something that's just – it was a special season. Lamar Jackson is still a great dynasty asset. You know, he is staying healthy. But you can get him at a discount right now. I mean, they're starting to feel that able that ability to bring him back down – and uh, I think he's going to be a good value come 2021 when we're we're talking about this. I keep thinking that Ravens offense is going to take off. You know, we love J.K. Dobbins. You know, you think Hollywood Brown's going to take off at some point. You think Mark Andrews is going to bounce back. But I'm hearing a lot of things where it's like Lamar's saying that people are calling out the plays when he's when he like the defense is already in the huddle. And I'm watching those Ravens games and I'm thinking to myself, this looks very vanilla. Like th- this looks very predictable and that's not what they were last year. Last year was nothing but electric. Dave, you had something you wanted to say with that? Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of times people get into the mindset of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yeah. I think that's what the Ravens did this year, but in the NFL, you know, you got to evolve. And I think that Lamar, I think he's a great, uh, you know, he's a hard worker and he's got all the talent in the world. So I expect him to bounce back. If not by the end of this year, Next year, I think he's going to come out a completely different yeah, player absolutely. back to that Love 2019 it. form. Uh, next we pick, we're going back to Jesse here. Jesse hits us up with Zeke. Now, you still believer here in Zeke? We talked a little bit before on air, you know, talking about maybe uh, not having the draft board in front of us here. Zeke is still your guy, or you believe in like when we're talking about 2021? So when Dak comes back, he's a totally different running back. Talked about on the show last week with Dak, he was putting up 21 a game. Without, it's more like 12. Which guy are you seeing right now? Yeah, that's the whole thing with Zeke. This is so full. This this is a spot where I would trade back if 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 we were trading picks. This is a spot where I would have traded back. I would have tried to accumulate more picks. I would have tried to yeah. get a rookie pick here. This is the perfect spot in the draft where you don't love a player, you move back. I thought it was too early for maybe the wide receivers that went after him. Like uh, I think it was um, Tyreek Hill. I didn't like Tyreek there. I didn't like Adams there. I didn't like DK there. I think these guys are all willing to be taken here i just wouldn't want to take him here i would definitely move back like one of you guys go grab him and then stack a pick here but yeah, you have point. to pick because right yeah. in this area is where you, you get into a lot of personal preferences right we can all agree that right. those first six seven picks we all kind of feel that way but now we get into some personal preferences here and for me personally like i have zeke i have josh jacobs above zeke where i'm trying to trade back into an area where i can take josh jacobs and add a first you know what i mean trade yourself definitely back and, accumulate you guys know i love that you know per, what do they call it the productive struggle i call it a year one punt where you just keep moving back i mean i was in a in a draft with mark where i did that and i'd move back seven times and accumulated seven first round picks i just kept moving back and then i drafted all those running backs out of 2020 and now i'm in first place you know what i mean like this is the year again to do it that 2021 20, class is going to be good and we'll see what happens but you know that that's a great point you know we got to look at your draft and when we do our own draft, we're going to know we're going to have to move back because uh, Jesse doesn't want to pick in that 108 spot. <laughs> right, right, exactly. 109 pick here. And, Dave, you you go and get I'm – a, I'm a, I got my Eagles stuff back here, but I'm a Closet Bills fan. Since he's been in the league, he's been the QB2, and a lot of people don't know that. You know, like he ended up the QB1 of the back end of his rookie year, looked fantastic last year, and is he just – Josh Allen's can even – progressing his game a little bit more now that he's got a wide receiver one. Talk to me about Josh Allen. 
Yeah, man, for whatever reason, this guy just isn't getting the respect that I think he deserves. I mean, since uh, I'm sure it's going to come off as a little bit of a reach, but I'm just loving the upward trajectory that we've seen from Allen since coming into the league. We knew about his rushing upside when he got drafted, but now we're seeing him develop into a really, really good passer. And you mentioned Stephon Diggs having that wide receiver one, but he's spreading the ball out too. You've seen Smokey John Brown get mixed in there. You've seen Cole Beasley have some few games. So he doesn't ever strike me as a guy that's going to be putting up those, you know, monster weeks, 50 points or whatever. But I think that as far as longevity goes, which you're looking for, obviously, in Dynasty, I think he's going to be one of those guys like Aaron Rodgers, where he's just going to be flirting with like, you know, that one to five QB spot every year for the next eight to 10 years. I love it. 24 years old right now. He's a QB three. And I feel like you could probably get him in that mid second round and you wanted him here. And I love that, but I feel like he's going to be great value. You know, he's like that guy that just because he had that, you know, nobody wanted him to succeed as far as when he was drafted, he kept following it back in Superflex rookie drafts. And then sometimes in Twitter, the Twitter world doesn't like to admit when they're wrong. You know what I mean? Josh Allen, they, they ranked as their QB four that year and he's clearly cut the QB one from that class or QB2, I should say, but, I mean, he looks phenomenal. So, great pick. Uh, we, we got the next pick going here with Mung. You took the first wide receiver off the board. So, needless to say, Tyreek Hill is your dynasty wide receiver one. Talk to me. Yeah, uh, I think part of the issue um, with the others, like Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, uh, and even – uh, you know, DK Metcalf, I know some people have shot him up the boards to wide receiver one, but to me, Hill is still the safest uh, option here. He's been a dominant wide receiver one for the last two to three years. Uh, he's tied long-term for the next two to three years with the best quarterback and offense in the league, Patrick Mahomes, the 101. And, you know, he's tied to Mahomes as long as Mahomes is healthy within that Andy Reid scheme. Uh, Tyreek Hill's really evolved into an all-around wide receiver one. He's no longer just a deep threat and uh there's not a whole lot more to say he's a top three wide receiver right now in the year and i don't see him moving much from there has anyone had a, a more quiet 10 touchdown season you know we're not even talking yeah. about it i was gonna say super yeah. sneaky it's 10 touchdowns mm -hmm. and he's right there at the top i mean he's wide receiver five and everyone's talking about how adams has been dominant and Diggs is bouncing up there and dk metcalf and and hopkins but you know tyreek hill's right there and he's tied to the best quarterback in the league um, we started a little bit of a wide receiver run here. And, Mark, you you took Devontae Adams. Yeah, I know I know. there's going to be a lot of skepticism with the injuries and everything that he has. And I, I could have possibly went on a, in a younger route. But my team is more win, win now. I took CMC first. But over the last seven games, Devontae – or 11 games, sorry. Devontae Adams has seven catches, 100 – 103 yards and a touchdown, 13 catches, 116, seven catches, nine, 93 yards and a touchdown, eight catches, 160, and two touchdowns, nine catches, 138, 14 for 156, uh, six for 61, 13 for 197 and two touchdowns, seven for 53 and three, two, three touchdowns, yeah. 10 for 173 and one touchdown, right. and Not eight for 66 and a touchdown. That's, that's a, that's 102 yards or 102 catches, 130, 139 yards, and 13 touchdowns. If you wow. extrapolate that for a 16 game season, he has 147 catches, 1918 yards, and 19 yeah, that's touchdowns. Wow. I mean, when he's Wide on the field, boy. right now he is the wide receiver one and he's missed time. You know, what I mean, you look at he's one yeah. point above Diggs, but I mean, he's missed 
two plus games and he's missed some some time he, last week he missed a, you know he missed a, almost a full quarter uh, Devonte adams when he's on the field when i was with the refinery i was screaming he's a wide receiver one this year because the way he finished the season last year that's a great pick um moving on to the last pick of that first round i chose my boy dk metcalf you know that's on brand for me i love dk metcalf 22 years old right now he's the wide receiver four and absolutely killing it you know he's right up there with Hopkins, you know, he's one three points behind Hopkins tied essentially with Tyreek Hill. You can't argue what DK Metcalf has done. You know, he's had a couple down games, but he's 22 years old. And let's be honest, he's really coming into his own. Um, the, the way he's played the position, you know, we all kind of thought there was a lot of question marks with his game, but Russell Wilson and him have really found a way to cook and DK Metcalf, you know, if you took him in the off season, he is the biggest riser on any of these draft boards. I mean, you were taking him in that fourth, fifth round. Now he's borderline first round startup pick and DK Metcalf, the sky's the limit with this guy. I mean, you know, I know everybody's trying to compare him to Megatron and they're trying to compare him to this or that. Let's just let him be DK Metcalf. Let him be this, this fun, energetic guy that we want. And I, I'm, I mean, right now I have a hard time not taking him in that same area. You know, those three guys are, are super debatable. And the next guy, I took a 201, you know, might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think A.J. Brown's in that same tier as D.K. Metcalf. You know, A.J. Brown, I know Jesse loves him. A.J. Brown is, when he's playing, when he's healthy, that man's unstoppable. You know, we wanted to say he couldn't replicate what he did last year because, you know, the, the efficiency was too good. Guess what? When he's on the field, I mean, he's putting up monster numbers. When you take the averages, he's almost averaging 20 points a game. The kid's 22 years old. And A.J. Brown, I've kind of gone the youth movement. You know, I took the quarterback first. And there were a lot of guys here I considered. You know, I considered a couple of the quarterbacks. I really considered the guy who goes next. You know, I was like, do I take Russell Wilson and D.K. and pair them together? And I believe the quarterback position is a little bit deeper. So I wanted to get some nice young wide receivers, build myself that way. Does anybody have a problem with taking A.J. Brown above DeAndre Hopkins? How crazy? Do, am I crazy? You know, we're talking about almost seven years difference between the two of them. We're talking six years plus. Is that a crazy pick at that point? Anybody? Somebody call me crazy. I think when I, I really, I honestly, don't think these are crazy, man. Oh. I know Jesse. Yeah, I, you go, I, bro. I, was, like, oh, okay. I, thought, I don't I think like, it's crazy, man. Get him here. And this is that point where I know <laughs> Jesse wants him because AJ Brown, you and I talk about him all the time. And it's like, it, we, there, and whenever there's a Twitter poll, you're yep. like, yo, the DK Metcalf or Michael Thomas. And you and I were like, yo, AJ Brown. You know, we try to get that going in there. We have not seen the best of him yeah, yet. I don't think so. Always, it, it not and and he. I would have took him at two hundred five for sure. So I was mad when I got sniped. I was like, you know, early second. But these are preferences, man. Like this is the whole thing about dynasty. That's awesome. Is like you can you preference the youth over you know, the seven-year-older, basically Hopkins, who you're probably going to get better production from, but you want youth and more years. So, you know, like, it, it, it's just all preference at this game. That's what's so beautiful about Dynasty. It's it's just like a, a big-time preference game because, like, yeah, you could trade Hopkins for A.J. Brown, and some people might call you crazy, but I think that's a, a, okay. I think that's a good deal. That's I, I like that, you know? The time so it, it's just – insulated trade. I think you could get A.J. Brown in a second for DeAndre Hopkins. Right now, points per game, we're talking about three points difference. Yep. You know, Hopkins is putting up 19 a game. Yeah. A.J. Brown's putting up 16. And we're looking at a huge age gap there. So, 
didn't want to take up too much time on that, but that's the one thing that I really wanted to get across is those are the guys that, you know, I'm really, you know, putting all my chips in on. Um, Mark, you were going to go more with the win now mode here. So you were pretty excited that I passed on Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, he's currently the third quarterback. I mean, before there was a little bit of skepticism, like he was a fringe quarterback one. But now they, this year they've really gone to almost a pass, basically a pass first offense. And they have three, two elite receivers to go with him. I think he, he easily can have three or four elite production. And the way he moves in the pocket, like who knows, he could have possibly five years of elite production. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, we've always just asked him to be able to throw the ball more, right? And this year is just exciting. They're letting Russ cook, yeah. and it, it's it's exciting. You know, we, we mean, when you look at just pure quarterback play, he belongs up there in, with Mahomes when it talks, not in fantasy, but when we're talking about just pure quarterback play. And, yeah, he's been exciting to watch. Totally ain't on that. I'm, I'm Russell Wilson I had maybe as my QB5, QB6. Now you almost got to slate him up there. I mean, it, it gets tough with him and Lamar and Watson, but uh, yeah, we'll get to those guys here in a little bit. Mung, I know you are the biggest George Kittle advocate I know, you know, jumping in on here. It is tight end premium, so Kittle goes as that first tight end off the board at 203. Yeah, and I think there's a bit of gamesmanship that happens here, too, in this range where I, I have Kittle ranked as a top 10 dynasty asset, especially in tight end premium, so I would have gone him over Hill or even earlier, quite a few picks. But um, in most drafts that I've seen, uh, the tight end position gets ignored up until around this point. So I figured he'd be safe falling to me here. Um, we've talked about Kittle versus Kelsey. I know, John, you and Mike love Kelsey still as the di dynasty tight end one. Um, we won't get into that too much since we've talked about that in previous shows. But for me, age still plays a factor with Kittle being four years younger, still in his prime and just 27. Uh, and then real fun stat here in tight end premium formats, uh, even with points per carry and super flex, when Kittle was healthy from weeks four through seven in those four games during that span, he was the number six overall fantasy player, not tight end, a fantasy player across all positions. So you're getting a guy who's, you know, a QB one, RB one, wide receiver one, whatever you want to call it in that tight end spot. And that's a huge, huge positional advantage. Even after missing the last several weeks, he still ranks in as the tight end four. You know, obviously behind the real tight end one. Dave, we like your pick. Let's do it. Yeah, man. If you're in a tight end premium, I feel like you got to have one of these two guys. And as soon as I saw Kittle go off the board, I just knew I had to grab Kelsey. I was hoping he was going to drop to me in the second round. Obviously, you know, the age is a little bit of a concern. He's 31 years old. He's getting up there. But we've seen some tight ends. You know, look back at Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. Those guys were you know, putting up numbers into their late thirties. So the positional advantage you get with a guy like George Kittle yeah. or Travis Kelsey, it's basically a cheat code, especially in tight end premium leagues. Um, I, I, I just, you know, there, there isn't too much to say here. I like Kittle better as a pure football player, but I think when it comes to fantasy production being tied with Mahomes, especially on that new deal through 2025, Absolutely. I think Six that makes Kelsey number one. The, the tight end too. John, do you know what talking about Travis Kelsey makes me want to do? I, 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 I got to have more cowbell anytime I hear about Kelsey. Boom, it's cowbell time. I love it. Yeah. I, it, like you said, Mike, it, we're, we're looking at what, what is it, close to 60 points more than Waller. I mean, the drop-off is enormous, yeah. and you start going down the list. Uh, what I like to look like at is we're talking about 12-team here. Like, 
the tw- the, yeah. the tight end 12 is Gronk at 104 and Kelsey's at 198. So the difference you make between that 12th place team, you know, I mean, that 12th tight end, yeah. huge. I mean, 100 points at this point in the season, that's a cheat code. Massive. You know, and we, we can have an entire show of just John and I talking about Travis Kelsey. Dave, we'll have you on. We'll just talk about it the whole time. There you go. I like you it. Know, only Travis Kelsey's going to talk about it. By the way, I started a new job up here. In, uh, it's Weaver's Orchard in Morgantown. And I just found out like two weeks before I went there, Jason Kelsey came into the store. So he was coming around. Right. And, like they didn't know who he was. You know, <laughs> like they were just oh my gosh. Like, one guy in there. I talk football with him all the time. He's like, yeah, they didn't even know who that was. They're all like waiting on him like he's a normal guy. You know what I mean? Like you didn't watch the Philly speech? Come on. So next guy on the board here. And Jesse, you and I might have to trade afterwards. You took my boy, our boy. Justin Herbert. He's so excited about Justin Herbert that he's having a hard time finding that mute button. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud right now. You know, he's coming in at QB seven. Jesse, you got, you got a little excited there. Dude. And my, my, my big thumbs, man. But as you guys are excited for Kelsey, I'm fingers, man. You're like Shrek. I saw that hand. It's like, Yo, yeah. speaking of that, did you guys see DeAndre Hopkins wear six XL gloves? They were talking about that last I night didn't believe that that, that was true. Anyways, just thought that was the craziest thing. That's unbelievable. But as you guys are excited for Kelsey, I'm excited for my boy. If you guys don't know, I do a little rookie spotlight preview and uh, on YouTube uh, for the Fantasy Authority. Just a shameless plug. And uh, I did a video on this man, Justin Herbert, and there's nothing that gets me more excited than Justin Herbert shares. I love the guy. I'm a Chargers fan. Yes, I might have overdrafted him, but I don't care. See, that's the beauty of Dynasty. I don't care. Like, yeah, Burrow might be ahead of him or, you know, Dak, but I don't care. I like Herbert. I love his weapons. He got Mike yeah. Williams. He got Keenan Allen. He got, you know, Eckler when he gets back healthy. You know that they these guys are locked in. They picked up Mike Williams' 50th option. They, they're they going to be in shootouts because that's the Chargers. they always been in shootouts. So – they play in a division with KC. They got to keep up with points, man. I just love this guy's potential. I love his 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 moxie, man. The dude just moves in the pocket well. He has a rocket for an arm. I'm all in on him. Uh, you know, he's not my QB one, obviously, but you know, he's in that top five range for me for sure. Um, Even with the haircut, and uh, dude. I, I'm so upset he cut the locks. Yeah, yeah. No, they were like, I, he looks like that kid from like a, a Disney <laughs> movie where he was like a bad boy. And now he's like trying to reform, you know, like grow that back out, man. Grow that back out. Yeah. I know he listens to the show. Uh, Definitely you know, does. That segues in. I talked about those big mitts for DeAndre Hopkins. We all saw that catch. John, you got to be thrilled to get DeAndre Hopkins here at 206. Oh, wow. I was, yeah, I was a little bit pleasantly surprised and, yeah, we got to start by talking about that play, though. That was it, like unforgettable moment there. Play of the year in my mind. If, if you're listening to the pod and haven't seen the play, go go watch it. Kyler scrambling, throws the Hail Mary as time expires. You got three, four guys draped over Oliver Hopkins. He somehow comes down with it. Epic, epic moment. And it, it just – could anybody else have made that catch other than Nuke, right? I, I've loved him. I think that in the offseason, for those of you that believed in this guy, got him for quite a bit cheaper. Everyone was talking about how, well, he was such a focus in that Houston offense that when he gets to Arizona, they're going to move the ball around and Kingsbury is not going to focus on him as much. Now I think we should argue that 
she's actually even more valuable in a bigger piece of the Arizona offense and yeah. upgraded in a big way with with the overall offensive scheme and Kyla we already talked about. So, uh, you know, super excited to get him there. He's he's actually second this season in yards per game, second in total yards, first in actually receptions per game. And DLF actually has him at number 13 overall, and here we are in the mid-second, and I'm getting him. So thrilled with that. It, it's great talking about this because we all have different dynasty mentalities, you know, when we do our startups. Like, do I think A.J. Brown's as good as DeAndre Hopkins now? Heck no. You know what I mean? And, like, now I might want to trade with you anyways because I love DeAndre Hopkins. He's my most owned player other than – other than DK Metcalf. Uh, but, you know, it just gives us different ideas. You know, everybody drafts different. Yeah. Everybody, Mark went with a, you know, he was trying to get a win now team and you're kind of taking the pieces as they go. And we're all kind of have different yeah. mentalities here. And that's, that's what I love about startups. I can't wait for startup season. You know, like we all try to chomp at the bit. And as soon as the season's over, we try to get it. And we're going to do our, you know, our listener league there early March. And I'm just excited to draft another Can't team. You know, that's the most exciting time. That's what we love to do. And then you picked again, you know, you picked, a, yeah. you took Hopkins and then someone who, you know, people are down on you and I started buying everywhere because of oh, yeah. the, the podcast we did, but Michael Thomas there at two Oh seven, where last year it would have been one Oh five. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing how far he's come. I mean, he's been just hasn't been playing and I mean, I kind of get it, but wow. At two Oh seven, I'm getting Michael Thomas. Like you're doing, Mike, you're building around wide receivers on this team. I'm kind of doing the same now with, with both Hopkins and MT here. And I think you could absolutely build around that. And, and maybe I get out and win, uh, you know, the first season, first couple seasons with these guys, uh, then, then maybe make some moves. So this is yeah. sort of like built built around those wide receivers and their longevity, but, but compete right out of the gate. And so that is one of my favorite strategies to take. Uh, we've already talked about MT a lot, but, but uh, I mean, he, he's going to get back to his form. I personally believe that he's going to get his regardless of the QB there in New Orleans. So I, I feel good about this one. Yeah. And then Jesse, you go with another wide receiver here. You know, I love Chris Godwin. Um, the struggles have been there with, with Brady not forcing him the ball, you know, and, and things like that. But you still believe in the talent for sure. Yeah, he was the wide receiver too in his 23 year old season with Winston, obviously. And, um, you know, he's, People think he's struggling. He's on pace for 90 catches, 1,100 yards, and five touchdowns. I mean, that's not a bad season with Brady. You know, Brady's peppering everybody. And that's, you know, Brady typically, he, he'll, he'll you know, he was focusing on, on Edelman. But Edelman never had, a, you know, a 90, 1,105 season. Maybe that's his career year. So, you know, Godwin is having a good season. The only the thing that I love about Godwin is he's a free agent at the end of the year. So he's we don't know who the quarterback in Tampa is going to be next year. So, Maybe we get Godwin in Houston. Maybe we get Godwin paired up in, uh, I don't know, Green Bay, which we won't. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> one can hope. But, uh, you know, that's the beauty of Godwin right now is you're buying him in his 24-year-old season here. And in my opinion, it was a teardrop from him to the next best wide receivers. I mean, maybe C.D. Lamb. Um, you know, I like Terry McLaurin a lot. But, you know, I, I kind of think Godwin was shooting himself into that you know, DK Metcalf, uh, well, he was DK Metcalf before DK Metcalf, you know, last year or whatever. So, you know, he was the wide receiver too. So, yeah. you know, I just kind of like that, you know what I mean? Like the injuries and all that stuff. If you notice, my team is just decimated with injuries. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Productive struggle. He's doing that way. Speaking of injuries, yeah. you know, Dave, you got Dak Prescott, who was the QB two last year, has looked phenomenal. He was up there at the QB one looking fantastic this year. 
obviously things change a lot if he's out of Dallas, but Dak Prescott, you got to love what you've seen so far. Yeah, man. I, I was shocked that Dak fell this far, if I'm I'm being honest. And I already took Josh Allen in the first round, so I was already set. But I figure, you know, if I got an opportunity to grab a second quarterback of Dak's caliber, you know, I got two top five quarterbacks right now that I could plug into my super flex lineup every single week. So I'm, I'm loving that. Um, yeah, there's obviously some concerns about the injury, how he's going to bounce back from that. There's some concerns about whether he's going to stay in Dallas or not, but I think you just can't pass up on somebody like Dak this late. Yeah. Quarterback positions deeper than ever, but you got two of the elite ones there and I love it. Um, then Mung, I mean, you get the next quarterback right there. And Watson since O'Brien's left has been a totally different quarterback. I mean, he's looked great. Yeah, I think the hot names this year have been, you know, Kyler with what he's done on the ground and Russell Wilson letting Russ cook and Joe Burrow and some of the other rookies have been on fire. But Deshaun Watson's quietly putting up another very solid QB1 season. And as you said, Bill O'Brien's gone. Um, The loss of DeAndre Hopkins certainly hurts. We'll see what happens uh, with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. But Watson's shown enough at this point that he's a solid QB one. Um, he puts a little rushing production in there as well. And for me, I, I probably would have considered him even over Dak Prescott, but certainly, you know, all these QBs in this yeah, range are, are pretty solid QB ones. So I, I was like happy with that. Pick. Kind of the same thing is we're just kind of he's Good just kind there. of left behind a little bit. So that's a great pick. Um, then it. Then we get into some running backs here. Mark, you took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know there's a lot of guys in this area here. Or some primetime running backs. Why did you take Clay Edwards-Hilaire? Honestly, I, I, I really wanted – I was hoping a possibility that Dak or Deshaun Watson would fall to me, but they didn't. So then I went with, I think, the safest running back available. He's connected to the best offense. He's there for three, four more years. He He's on pace to catch at least 50 balls and around 70 to 75 targets. I know the, the end zone struggles have been a problem for him, but – He's still only 21. Like he, he could easily figure that out, and that could bump him up from because he's currently the the RB 14. So that could easily bump him up to an RB one or better. I mean, not better, yeah. but like I in like the middle that. range um, of. That. I was happy because he left me my guy. I've been screaming about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the RB five. I think Josh Jacobs. We have not even seen the best yet because this kid is is something special. You know, right now he's 22 years old. He's the same age as most of the rookies. And the season he's having, I mean, 699 rushing yards, eight touchdowns. Once he gets involved a little bit more in the passing game, and I keep saying once, I feel like he is a great pass-catching back. He's the guy, after after it's Kamara and Cook, that's the guy I want. Right now, he's my RB5, and I love getting Josh Jacobs here. Um, normally, we try to keep the show to about an hour, so we're going to kind of go quick hitter here a little bit more. You know, I'm not going to interject as much, but if we talk about each guy a little bit, um, 301. I got the guy that I wanted in the middle of the second because I absolutely love, love, love Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has elite ceiling. He's got great weapons around him. T. Higgins is coming around. Tyler Boyd, you know, is the most one of the most underrated wide receivers out there. Joe Burrow's a great value to me at 301. And and then Mark, you grabbed Miles Sanders at 302. I got the jersey behind me. Everybody knows I love Miles Sanders. You love Miles Sanders. Why? Absolutely. Uh, right now, he's the RB thirteen in a points game, points per game basis. He's about eighty six point five yards on the ground, and he's averaging six yards per carry. That's only behind Nick Chubb. He really, he's a playmaker on this offense, and this offense is 
I believe that it's going to get better. Like the weapons that came back last week, it wasn't wasn't necessarily better last week, but I I think they're going to get better. And he's his stock should rise from what is he the the RB ten in dynasty? I I, I don't know off the top of my head. I think but, he's got to be up in in that area. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to his stock is only going to rise from now. Speaking of rising stock, Mung takes. You know, John had to be heartbroken here because we all love two a time. Mung, go ahead. To a tag of Iowa. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, there are a lot of good options here. Certainly don't hate any of the picks in front of me. But at the end of the day, it's a super flex format. And quarterback scarcity is a huge issue in those formats. Uh, so I have to go with the last quarterback in what I saw uh, of this tier. Um, and from what we've seen of Tua in just his first two or three starts, he's looked phenomenal. Uh, he was one of the best prospects to come out in a long time, probably since Andrew Luck. And, you know, the hip injury was a big concern, and that dropped a little bit of his draft stock, um, certainly made a little, uh, made a few dynasty owners, uh, you know, hesitant to take him as well in rookie drafts. But so far, uh, you know, knock on wood, if his hip can stay healthy, then I think, you know, he looks like a generational prospect. Quick question here for you guys, you know. If this is a draft, I like to have my rookies baked in. The 101 in Superflex is clearly Trevor Lawrence. With the three rookie quarterbacks right now, where do you see Trevor Lawrence slated in there with, you know, he could land with the Jets, he could land somewhere good. Out of those three guys and Trevor Lawrence, where do you guys see him? You know, does anybody here have him one? Do they have him two? Where do you guys slate him in here if you're drafted? You know, I feel like most of these guys are going to go in that second round. Are you comfortable taking Trevor Lawrence above those guys? John? Yeah, I, I, I would I would put him at two right now. Believe it or not, and you know how much I love Tua and and, a, and Justin Herbert, even with the new haircut. Uh, I would I would definitely go Lawrence there. I, I you know we throw around the generational talent term a lot, but wow, the kid has got it all, and deceptively can get it done on the ground too. The accuracy, he's a he's a gamer. He could run an offense. He's got the leadership. He's got it all. And you know if he goes to Jets, Gates is probably gone, right? Um, Jags. He, he can succeed in either of those offenses with the with the weapons they have. Totally agree. I have him at two. What about the rest of you guys? Dave? Yeah, I've got him as my, my two as well. Um, you know, I, I think it's hard to move him down any further than that. Um, I mean, he's just incredibly talented, seeing what he can do on the field every single Saturday. I can't wait to see what well, he does Jesse, next year on Sundays. This is a tough call. You taking, you taking him above Herbert? You taking him above Burrow? It all depends on if he goes to the Jets or not, man. Um, I'm from New York. I don't know if you guys obviously could tell. But the Jets are a dumpster fire. Like, they are the worst by far. Dude, they might be the worst team I've ever seen. If they keep Gase and and the GM, I can't think of his name right now, Douglas maybe, they are – the worst ran franchise ever, dude. He can't succeed there. Gase is the worst. So I, I'm, I'm, I love uh, Trevor Lawrence, man. But I can't. I just can't, man. He has to go to Jacksonville or hold out. Just, just say you'll go back to Clemson another year. I mean, I, I really mean that. The Jets are the worst team I've ever yeah. seen. It, it's so bad. No, they I, need I, to get I rid agree of Gase. With you on that. Um, for time's sake, we're gonna move here to Dave. Dave, your next pick. Everybody, it, it, there's, he's kind of polarizing, you know. I know you love Terry McLaurin. 
Yeah, I, I love Terry McLaurin. I actually thought about taking him with my last pick, but uh, you know we we're at the end of a wide receiver run there, so I had to go with Dak. And I was nervous that somebody was going to take him, but I was I was happy to get him in this spot. Um, I mean, the guy's putting up wide receiver one numbers with a carousel at quarterback right yeah. now. He put up wide receiver one numbers last year too. He's only twenty five years old. If he gets any sort of you know, even a mediocre quarterback for an extended period of time, I think we could see him up there as a top three wide receiver. Yeah, that's great value. I feel like he's almost talent-wise, he's up there with Metcalf and A.J. Brown. It's just that three years difference because he's, he, you know, he, he stayed in college a little bit longer, you know what I mean? But Terry McLaurin, if you drafted him in your rookie draft, you are loving it. 305, Nick Chubb. Jesse, great value here. This was Nick a – yeah, I love Nick Chubb here. I wanted Sanders so bad, man. I love Sanders so much, bro. I, I, I but I was happy with Chubb, man, that he fell. Um, three healthy games this year. He, uh, he should have had the multi-TD game last week. Um, all over a hundred yards. He had multi-touchdowns in all three of those games, basically, and twenty-six uh, PPR points, twenty-four and twenty-four. I mean, dude's a stud, man. You just at this point, you gotta take him. We're moving on to the next pick here. You got to be pumped here. Let's talk about both picks. CeeDee Lamb, Joe Mixon. I know those are guys you absolutely love. Yeah, I do love them both. I I felt – I did want Chubb, so Jesse sniped me on that one. But but Mixon is in a huge fall off there, right? He's part of that Cynthia offense on the rise, Burrow, crew. We know they're going to upgrade the line, so you got to picture this. He's signed through 2024, so love that one. And then with CeeDee Lamb, wow. Uh, I, I was thrilled. I mean, my wide receiver core, my my personal humble opinion here, best in this little league we got going in this mock, but with Nuke and MT and CD, you know, best wide receiver in the class. Uh, I think it was, I, I saw a dynasty trade calculator. They have him ranked as the wide receiver five right now. Yeah. And I definitely had a teardrop at wide receiver after lamb. So I, when we did this redo mock, Remember this, Mike, with the rookie redo? We had him at go four overall in right. that in that redo. You guys should check out that episode as well. So, yeah, I love this one. Do you know who they have as one and two for their wide receivers? Uh, DK and AJ. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I'm going to rival you when I take uh, Stephon okay. Diggs here at the end of this round. All right. All right. But, yeah, we'll have a fun little debate there. Um, Jesse, you go with DJ Moore. You know, he was the apple of my eye going into the season. You're still believing DJ Moore is that guy. Yeah, John, you snipe. I sniped you, and then you snipe me because I would have took yeah, C.D. Lamb here. Now, um, I do like D.J. Moore a lot. And now, this was one that I missed. I would have taken Justin Jefferson here. Uh, yeah. I, I happened to just, I, I missed, I just missed it and honestly. But I, I do like D.J. Moore a lot. I'm just hoping that you know he gets some more regression. His touchdowns actually are going up, which is nice. Um, his numbers are very similar. His catches are way low, though, because they're using Robbie Anderson in that kind of role. But his yards are spot on, right on target. So what he's losing in catches, he's getting you in touchdowns. Hopefully um, they continue to rise because he's at four. He was at four the year before that, and I think the year before that. So I still do like DJ Moore quite a bit. He's only 23, so I'm good with taking him. But realistically, I would have taken Justin Jefferson. I just happened to miss him on my you know, paper. <laughs> that, that's fine. You got to make sure you have your draft boards ready. Dave. Calvin Ridley's been phenomenal this year. I wrote about him in a Dynasty Happy Hour article where the, uh, you know, I put he's the next wide receiver one, and the the editor actually said you you can't write that. That's no chance. <laughs> and I didn't well, put it I, in, but it is true now. 
I think you might be onto something here. I waited on wide receivers in this draft. Um, you know, I just took Terry McLaurin was the first wide receiver I took, and then I got Calvin Ridley immediately after, and I'm stoked for that one-two punch. Both of these guys are 25 years old. Um, obviously, right now, Julio is still the alpha in Atlanta, but he's 31. He's going to be, you know, trending downward within the next few years here, and I absolutely love Calvin Ridley. I mean, what we saw him doing in Alabama has translated to his game here now in the NFL, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that pick. To me, it looks like that if we trade into that third round, you know, and accumulate multiple first round picks and get multiple third round picks, you are going to build a nasty wide receiver core and then do that productive struggle. You know, it's going to be tougher to get them quarterbacks, but this is a the hot basket of these wide receivers. Now, Mung, you've been on that Mike Evans train and you've been you've been saying about it all year. You take Mike Evans here over a couple of nice young guys. Talk to me about Evans quick. Yeah, I mean, I would have taken him over Calvin Ridley, over A.J. Brown, over a lot of these younger guys. Uh, I just think the the disrespect is crazy right now. Yeah. Evans is still in his prime, just 27 years old. Uh, he's already up to eight touchdowns on the year. Uh, he and Randy Moss are the only uh, wide receivers to ever start with six straight seasons of 1,000 yards. And it's baffling to me why he doesn't get more respect. I think I actually probably could have waited another half round or full round given, you know, his value right now is depressed, but uh, you know, people are forgetting that Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, these guys are all Antonio Brown. They're all free agents after this year. So any concerns about target share right now, uh, regardless, Evans is going to be there in Tampa Bay as Brady's number one guy next year. And now we move to three eleven here. Let's do 10 second quick hitters here. Cause we, we got to keep our time restraints down. Mark, Justin Jefferson at three eleven. Yeah. Let's make this quick. Uh I love the pick here. I mean, he the way he runs routes is – I mean, what he's doing to some of these good elite cornerbacks is silly. Some of the videos that you have – that they have out, he, he's an absolute pro at route running. He, he I think you guys have already said this before, but he can remind, kind of reminds me of a Keenan Allen 2.0. Absolutely. The wide receiver – I'm happy to get the wide receiver one overall right now. Maybe one of the best dynasty buys – because he's only 26 years old and people act like he's been in the league forever. But Stefan Diggs at 312. And then also, I think, phenomenal value at Aaron Jones at the 401. If Aaron Jones gets a contract, that value is going to skyrocket. Um, and I feel like this is good value here. Mark, you get Derrick Henry at 402. He just he just kind of fits my need for my team. Like he's a really good running back, maybe have a, this year and next year with him. And he'll help me possibly win a championship. Yeah, Mung, 403, Austin Eckler. Before you say this, I, go buy Austin Eckler. He's still cheap, and he's coming back week 12. Yeah, he's a PPR RB1 uh, when he's healthy. He's about to come back in the next week or two. And what, given what we've seen from Justin Herbert, I have faith that this offense will continue to be efficient over the next few years. I'm rolling with Eckler. Yeah, I just traded jo Jonathan Taylor for Austin Eckler and what is going to be the 102 and you know like i'm i'm just tickled uh, james robinson can't argue with the production here dave yeah, I get, I get that this one's probably going to get a little bit of hate. You know, he doesn't have the pedigree, he doesn't have that first second round price tag on him, but uh sometimes these guys pan out. You know, we saw with Arian Foster, that guy was never getting respect. Chris Carson, late round pick, never getting respect. He was getting drafted in the fourth round in picks this yeah. year, and he's, you know, the sixth overall, in, or sixth per game in points. And I think James Robinson is going to follow that same trajectory. Love it. Two more rookie running backs here. Jesse got Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's he's had a little bit of struggles here, but... Yeah, man. 
he he was everybody's darling, man. And, um, you know, he was in startups at the back end of the first. He's struggling definitely right now. It, they need to kind of work him into some sort of, uh, you know, where he's getting consistent work so he can work down the defense, kind of like, you know, um, Henry. They need to just give him the workload and just let him wear them out and see where it goes. Just for a game, let's see what the kid got. Uh, just you got to hope that he has the Melvin Gordon second year and not, you know, Trent uh, Richardson career path. Talking about you know? a, a rookie running back giving a shot. DeAndre Swift blew up this week, John. Yeah, finally got a shot. And we saw what he could do, 21 touches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. It, it could have been more. And sneaky, but he's running back 13, even with the limited running back by committee. So if, if they – and they should see he's he's the most talented skill position player, in my opinion, on that roster. So uh, – this is, I think that that window may have slammed shut on this, on DeAndre Swift, but uh, I mean, he might be the guy that's lived up to the hype better than any of these rookie running backs. Um, a lot of people had him as the pre-draft running back one. So like that at 406, and then at 407, I go, Mr. Rogers. And, you know, it's been Mr. Rogers' neighborhood this season for sure. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, dad jokes. We haven't had any of those this episode, you know? <laughs> I love it. Hey, yo. Carson Wentz, we're going here at QB 12, 408 overall. I got the jersey back here. I know you, you know, I, I respect you for that one, Jesse. Carson Wentz is, you know, he's he's right there on that fringe. Yeah, he's he's like the last of the uh, dying, you know, quarterbacks, in my opinion. He was the biggest teardrop, all, you know. And I just think when they get healthy, hopefully they get healthy and we could actually see what that offense looks like with, you know, Rager and Sanders and, you know, Jeffrey and Ertz and the tight end uh, Goddard. It, it, hopefully we could see that. And then we could see Wentz going back to that MVP form. That's what I'm hoping for anyway, you know, with my second quarterback, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we keep talking about Swift got his chance. Man, John and I talk about it every week. When is J.K. Dobbins going to get his chance, Dave? I mean, the dude is just uh, – he looks so much talent he's on the field. And the Ingram goes down. So much talent. And he's still yeah, not taking over. The Gus buzz. Yeah, so I feel like this guy was just the perfect pick to balance the James Robinson pick that I just took. You got James Robinson, who's producing right now as an undrafted rookie, and then you got J.K. Dobbins, who is just an elite playmaker in college yeah. and isn't getting the opportunity now. So I feel like having the two of them to pair up with Kamara, mm, just loving that like line. Running back like yeah, and then, still maybe uh, the best value out there, right, Mike? I mean, Dobbins, go oh, buy J.K. Him. Dobbins is great value. I mean, if we look at this right now going 409 and he gets – a stretch here for four games or, you know, that he tears it up towards the end of into the playoffs. That, that's shooting up. That's, that's yeah. Like, and I, 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 I think the Ravens save like $10 million this year if they cut Ingram too. So JK yeah. Dobbins chance might come yeah. week one. Yeah. If you're rebuilding and I yep. know uh, Mark and I made a trade where I'm all in and I wanted Michael Thomas and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with Dobbins. So I made a move to go all in. He's in a rebuild. That's that perfect move. If, if someone that's a contender and they got Dobbins, Make a move for him because they're getting H.E. right now. They want players that are going to perform. And we might have to wait till next year. But next year, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a beast. Um, we talked about his value possibly shooting up. One of the guys right now here that's just great value because he plays a wide receiver one year after year. Mung goes with Keenan Allen. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people were concerned with Allen, as was I before the season, uh, given that Terod Taylor or Justin Herbert were going to be under center. Uh, we had concerns with both, but Herbert's looking great. We talked about him enough tonight, excuse me. Um, and Allen's been getting double-digit targets in pretty much every game this year. 
he's only 28 years old, not that old. So uh, keep it rolling with Keenan Allen there. If you're willing to take guys with production, you can get great value in this area. And Keenan Allen is one of those examples. Everybody likes those new sexy toys, those young guys. And Mark takes one of those young guys here with Jerry Judy next. Absolutely. Uh, I just kind of pit, kind of towards like the last part of my team. I got a core of uh, elite players, but they're up in age. And then I got some guys that are younger. Uh, Judy's not. Judy hasn't performed maybe up to to his standards at the moment. But I think his his stock is only going to rise. The last three games, he's had 14, 10, and 8 targets. He caught 15 balls for 266 yards and a no touchdown. There. I think he's honestly talking about Judy all the time. Yeah. 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 Stock's going up. I think he's honestly going to be the alpha. Now there. I get to this next pick here, and I have a lot of different choices. You know, I consider Juju, who's looked really good the last couple of weeks, but we're not sure where he's going to go. I consider Galladay. He's 27, but he's, you know, has that production that he can put up there. And I ultimately took Antonio Gibson. And the reason I did that, you know, is it might be a little bit more, uh, you know, cliche, but I mean, the dude is, he's the RB 13 and he's learning the position. I like it. None of us expected this. We're coming in from college with just 33 carries. And now, you know, they're they're producing two RB2s on that team with him and J.D. McKissick. If he starts getting some of that pass-catching role, starts to learn how to properly pass-protect, Antonio Gibson could be, you know, an RB1 here. And a lot of yep. people just assume that he's, you know, small of frame. I mean, the dude's a beast. And Antonio Gibson, if given given the keys to the offense, if McKissick goes down, you know, I, I, I see him as his role continually progressing and having a potential where, you know, we talk about all these big running backs out of that class, but Antonio Gibson, I mean, he's just learning his craft, and I think he could be fantastic. want to thank all of you guys for coming on. You know, I usually try to say we keep it an hour. It was an hour and 10 minutes. Apologies to your wife. You know, we'll send a little uh, smash except gift package, you know, with a cowbell and a T-shirt and all that kind of stuff. But I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find your work anything going on and uh, maybe one guy to go trade for right now. So let's, uh, let's start with Mark right now. Give me one guy you're trying to trade for and tell the, the listeners where they can find you. Well, they can find me at dynasty, the dynasty uh, lefties. And uh, one guy was, it was Deandre Swift, but that currently is uh, that's out the window. But now I would say it would be Jerry Judy. That last pick I had, I really think that he's going to keep continuing to rise and he, he could surpass Jeffries. I don't. Th I don't think he necessarily is the number two. Okay, Mung. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at ffa underscore Mung M E N G. Uh, and of course, uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, I have my dynasty columns at Fantrax every week. Um, one guy that I did want to mention is Jacoby Myers, who again, kind of you know, lacking that draft capital, but he's really been performing. And I see no reason that he's going to lose his target share even once Julian Edelman comes back. I love that. I love that. Probably can get him for a second right now. I've seen in some leagues. Jesse. You um, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Humble Senior. Uh, like I said, I do some YouTube work with the Rookie Spotlight. Um, it would be on there. Uh, one guy I think I'd buy is uh, Jalen Rager. I kind of like him as a buy low. Because uh, I think his opportunity is kind of shooting just up. Got so, super yeah, I would go see what super you can get. Uh, is there a Dynasty Humble Junior? <laughs> I mean, you're a Dynasty Humble Senior. I'm getting into my dad's <laughs> no. moment. But is there? <laughs> so I was. I used to be JW Humble Senior okay. because there was a JW Humble. Okay. 
And then all of a sudden, I tried to put in Dynasty Humbles, and they, it, that was taken. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's yeah, trolling like, me, I think. There's, like, way too many <laughs> Dynasty dads. You know I'm the OG of that. I'm the original. I just got into the Dynasty Trade Calculator staff yeah. league, and then both the Dynasty dads are in there. But my account got created first. Sorry, guys. Dave. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at D-K-L-U-G-E-90, D-Klugie-90. You can also find me on Fantasy Pros on their news desk. Um, and one player that I think you should go out and get right now is Chris Carson. His owners are probably hurting. He hasn't been able to play in a little while. He's expected to miss this Thursday as well. So a lot of people are getting antsy. You could buy him for cheap right now, and that guy is a bona fide RB1 when he Every plays. Every time he plays. John? Yeah, hey, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Trades. And you, you're going to find me on this Smash Accept pod every week. Good being here. Boom, with the guys. I'm uh, I'm buying J.K. Dobbins. Go buy J.K. Dobbins. Thank me later. It's always buying that J.K. Dobbins. You know what I mean? We're all we're all aboard that. Um, you guys can obviously find me at, at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Keep hitting us up with those Dynasty trades. I mean, you guys are hitting us up with Smash Accept. Good 50, 60 to 100 trades a week, and we love it. You know, we have this group here that we love talking about trades all the time. Um, totally respect all these guys. Hit them up. You know, hit me up. And, uh, yeah, want you guys to keep enjoying the process. Have a good night. Boom.